the What I Watch Tonight show. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the What I Watch Tonight show. My name is Matt Hudson and I am the supreme leader of the website whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. In these episodes I chat with a guest that specialises in or enjoys movie reviewing or just discussion, putting some questions to them and basically just talking movies uh, except Insidious the Last Key as we do have some standards here. Um, So when I started this show I wanted to have some fun, learn about movies and hopefully, eventually, create something special and today I think I've finally reached that moment. When you're sick with cinematic symptoms, who are you going to call? When you're suffering from a pain in the movies, who's the doctor they told you to go see? Well I'll tell you, I have found him. Dr Video himself, Arshad Cassium. Arshad, how on earth are you? I'm great, thanks for your introduction man. Thanks for having me on your show. No problem whatsoever, whereabouts are you calling in from? I'm uh, from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Fantastic. I have never been to uh, Amsterdam, but I know a lot of people who have, who tell me lots of good stories. Yes, it, it's, it's very uh, stereotypical to go to Amsterdam, go to the red light district, smoke your joints in the coffee <laughs> shops. And yeah, yeah that, that's very uh, common. Uh, but uh, I think there's much more to see besides that uh, in uh, in Amsterdam and, of course, in the Netherlands. So Whenever you're uh, up to go to Amsterdam, just go visit. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more boring. I'm the kind of guy who'd rather would just sit in the coffee shop and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, get on one <laughs> of the bikes. Cup of, cup of coffee or something else? Just coffee for me. Okay. Or, or, <laughs> if, if I'm feeling hardcore, maybe a cup of tea. But yeah. um, just get a cycle and just cycle around the city. All right. So before we go into uh, the joy of movies... What else yeah. do you get up to during the days? Uh, what I'm doing during... I, I, I work. I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I work at a car rent, car rental agency. And um, so there's a lot of my time is going over there. And if I'm home, uh, I work... I'll try to work a lot on the, on my, uh, on the YouTube channel. And uh, to interact with the people on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook or what. And besides that, I, I like football. Uh, and I, I played it when I was younger, when I could still do something on the field. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, now I like to watch uh, football, not as much as I used to. But uh, that's, uh, I, I think, a nice pastime. Yeah, and just for anybody listening, he, uh, Arshad means the real football, not soccer, football. Um, who, do, who, do, who do you follow? Is it um, a Dutch team or international team? Or I grew up in Amsterdam. I live in Amsterdam, so the, the team Ajax. over here is Ajax. Yes. yes. So that's my uh, my team, yeah. Doing well this season? They're doing okay. Not uh, the first place uh, at the moment. Uh, um, at the yeah, the last couple of years, the Dutch teams are not as great as they are when I was little, when mm-hmm. I grew up. So uh, it's a little bit difficult to watch sometimes because the uh, the level is not so high over here in Holland anymore. And I can enjoy a lot more if I look uh, to the Premier League. I uh, enjoy it a lot more. 
Yeah, and um, we were just completely diverting here. So if you don't like football, guys, uh, we will only be a minute. But um, the, the Dutch national team has got some fantastic players, but they're just not hitting the heights that they really should be. No, no. At uh, this moment, we have a generation uh, gap that, well, yeah, there's nothing much left from the last, from the previous generations. Uh, we had, when I was little, we had a, a generation of Dennis Bergkamp and uh, Clarence Seedorf, Patrick Kluivert, and um, uh, after which we have, yeah, we have players who follow them up like uh, Robin van Persie, Wesley Snyder, and Arjen Robin. But after this, after the, uh, those people, we don't have any superstars left. Well, no, well, here's hoping that one day uh, the Dutch can get back to the levels they were at, uh, unless they play England, of course, then. You can just stay at the stay down the bottom, please. <laughs> well, uh, next week we're playing England. Yeah, I, I follow football and I didn't even realise yeah. that, so I've just yeah, ashamed yeah. myself on the on the a, friend, a friendly match. I I wasn't even aware of that. It shows how much I've been paying attention to the national team. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Well, it, it's just uh, for you to practice uh, for your world championship, of course, in Russia. So good luck with that. I'm uh, rooting for England. I would like to see them uh, play. Uh, a good match, and uh, I hopefully they they will come far. Thank you, and a, a lot, of, and all of England also hopes that we have a good tournament. Uh, we're yeah. well overdue, so uh, touch wood. Yeah, so, let's get at Kane better. Yes, yes, he's yeah. got a, he's got a couple of months to get himself better. So um, onto onto what you do outside of your day job. Um, you are the doc- you are the good doctor. I mean, your site and the graphics have a distinctly eighties look to them. Is that the decade of which you have a fondness for. Yes, I'm. I was born in 1981, so uh, I I am an 80s kid, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that decade formed my uh, my filming experience, my movie experience, uh, my cartoons. Everything formed in that decade. Any particular 80s movies that stopped off your head? Uh, of course, Back to the Future, the um, Indiana Jones trilogy. Um, uh, the Star Wars, uh, uh, of course, then I have to speak about Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because the first one is in the 70s. Of course, yeah. Yeah, movies like Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, the Arnold Schwarzenegger flicks, Commando, and um, uh, Total Recall, uh, uh, Predator. Yeah, those are the flicks I grew up uh, with. It's amazing. That just hearing those list of films just brings a smile to my face because they're such... <laughs> It's such a good. It was such a great decade for films for that kind of movie, where it was just fun movies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's fun movies. You have Arnold Schwarzenegger against a giant alien and still cracking one-liners, and it fit <laughs> and it seemed to work. It definitely did. It 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 still works. If you uh, 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 rewatch the Predator again, it it still holds up till this decade. It it really is. It it has corny lines and and one-liners, but. I don't know. Somehow, it it still is badass. Yeah, it is, and I mean they've got the the reboot, remake, or redo, whatever it's called, coming sometime this year of yes. that. So uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it um, as Dutch. So I'm interested to see what they do with that compared to obviously the classic original. I hope they will they will do a good thing with it because I'm not so fond of uh, old reboots uh, mm-hmm. from that era because not everything is turning out to be good. No, I, I agree. And something like Predator was, it's fine as it is. And they already had the uh, the um, Predators, I think it was a couple of years ago, with Adrian Brody, which was okay. But yeah. 
whether or not you need to redo or continue it or to- try and top the original, I don't really see the need for it. No, no, no. Uh, I have the same. I have the same uh, thing because if you see um, uh, movies like the reboots of RoboCop and uh, reboots of Total Recall, mm-hmm. I like. I really liked those movies back in the eighties, and it's a nice idea to make a reboot again. But I just make it good. Make <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you make uh, a, a reboot of RoboCop, and the first thing uh, they do is make the the rating, the the parent rating, uh, from 16 plus to 12, PG 13. I'm sorry, PG 13. And Robocop, the first Robocop, it was, it was, damn, it was violent. But yeah, they somehow they didn't put that violence again. Yeah, in in the yeah in the latest one, and it was does not work. It does just doesn't work. I yeah. don't know how to <laughs> say it. Yeah, it's true. I mean- Violence in a film when it works, like it, it worked in Robocop to sort of yeah. to take yeah, that was one of the sort of main components of of yes. the first film. So to take that away and um, lessen it somewhat, it yeah. obviously it's going to lessen the impact of the film overall. Yeah, of course, to get a broader audience, to get younger uh, people to the movie theaters, mm-hmm. and I I can understand that commercial side of making a movie, but yeah, don't come at the core of a movie in which yeah they yeah they are really effing it up with uh, <laughs> things like that yeah or they could just have another guy in a robot suit and just call it a different name yeah but have it inspired by robocop and then they could lower the rating and not have it uh be compared to you know such a, a movie that's held up so high yeah or make a saturday morning cartoon yeah uh, i i they actually did with the old robocop but that's another story I wasn't aware of that, but I've learned something new. <laughs> I'm probably not going to check it out, though, <laughs> judging, judging by another story. So um, so for the benefit of those listening, can you let just let everybody know what they can find when they tune into your videos on YouTube and via your website? They can find uh, movie reviews, uh, game reviews, um, uh, ramblings about movies and games. Uh, I have a segment called Nerdy Outings. I just uh, visited a National Game Museum in Holland. Cool. Things like that. Um, and I have things like listicles. So things I watched for my girlfriend or uh, the five reasons why you should still uh, watch Ghostbusters. And, oh yeah, swearing in movies. Uh, some kind of special specials about movies. Yeah, there is a range of issues. And there's also a playfulness to your videos a lightheartedness, which um, makes it quite easy to, once you finish watching one, want to go on and watch the next one because they they have that fun element to them. Is that just is that just your sort of natural personality that you're bringing to the screen? Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to be uh, myself, of course, and I like I like funny skits. I like to watch funny skits. Uh, I get inspiration from funny skits, and yeah, so I try to do things like that in my videos if anybody's looking for some fun videos to watch whilst also learning go and see the doctor um, because you won't be disappointed um some of your blog posts um i've been reading they list quite important tips and advice for youtubers and also for the viewers do you mind just going into that on on the show yeah of course well uh um, yeah, my girlfriend uh, is a lot uh, on the social media, and she is the, also behind uh, my blog posts. So she is writing those blog posts, and she is uh, doing most of the interactions on Twitter. 
show she is actually a Mrs. Video. So I think I have to ask her. So if you if you wouldn't mind, yeah. Hello there. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? No, I'm not bad, thank you. Thank you so much for answering the question. <laughs> for everybody listening now, uh, we are joined. We are privileged to be joined by Mrs. Video herself. <laughs> to answer the question of the importance of subscription on YouTube, because there's a very interesting blog on um, Dr. Video's site, which kind of lists and goes into reasons why small YouTubers or just YouTubers in general benefit from having you subscribe or liking if you enjoy the video. So if you wouldn't mind just elaborating slightly more on that, please. Um, Yes, I think um, subscribing has always been pretty much important, but um, recently there have been some changes on um, YouTube, which means that um, um, for YouTubers to actually... um, um, be able to make use of monetization, which is um, maybe earn a few dollars or euros, whatever it is, um, from doing their hard work. Uh, The bar has been raised really high on that in February. And um, a lot of people who previously could earn a little extra from their hobby um, have lost that right because of that. And a lot of us have now um, a really big goal to work towards, um, which is um, a thousand subscribers at least, and four thousand hours of viewing within the past twelve months. So it used to be ten thousand views, which is um, a little bit more attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, um, there's been a lot of things going around on YouTube which um, were either illegal or not meant to be on YouTube. There's been a lot in the media about that. And YouTube has been changing the rules because of this. Um, So for new YouTubers like ourselves and um, a lot of them that we have come to know on Twitter and on YouTube and on Facebook, um, it's now um, a little bit harder to grow. So... What I've noticed is that a lot of people who watch YouTube um, don't really subscribe. They just watch a video and enjoy it. Maybe they like it or maybe they're not even logged into YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with these changes, it's, it's become more important for small creators um, that they actually gain these subscribers. Otherwise, um, well, at, of course, it's a bit disheartening to not being supported by people who watch your video, but also, um, well, maybe for the hobby to start paying for itself, so to speak. That would be a really nice future goal for us. And, um, yeah, I think that's mainly it. So for viewers uh, to realize that there's somebody behind the video who would really like to receive that support and um, have a new subscriber who may be alerted to new videos. I think that's mainly it. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just the importance of helping uh, YouTubers, especially um, new YouTubers or ones who have a that's right. lower cap, lower subscription rate. If you like what you see, subscribe to it. It's you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you. And if you like <laughs> that's it, and right. if, if you generally do like it, it, exactly, do subscribe and do like and you know comment as well and give your support. Because in the end of the right. day, it's like like what I'm doing. It's you know, it's, it's a passion for people, and it's nice to get that reward and support. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. No problem.
Awesome. Would you like to speak to Dr. Video again? <laughs> I will I will see the doctor again, please. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So there you have a more professional answer than <laughs> I could. And, and in terms of um, the good doctor here, the videos that he does put out are entertaining. They are fun. I, I don't say that because you're on the on the phone. but uh, And they're informative as well. Um, and on his website, it's not just movie reviews, as I say. It branches out into different things and editorials. So it's a passion project, and everybody likes that support sometimes. Yeah, could not, uh, could not say that, that better. <laughs> Thank you. So on to... Uh, sorry, delving more into movies now. What was the last movie you caught? Uh, I rewatched uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron mm-hmm. for my uh, reviews, uh, Marvel review series on the channel. But uh, the movie I saw before that is uh, Amelie or uh, Le Fabuleux Destin de Amelie Poulain, this French film of the nineties. Oh, sorry, uh, 2001, excuse me. I have, I've, I have seen Amelie, and yeah. it's a fantastic... Is that one of the um, Audrey Tattoo in it? Oh, of course, yeah, that's that the one. It's a fantastic film. Beautiful. What did, you, what did you think of it? If you were going to do a, re- a review, what would be the key points for that film? Uh, well, that is... That is, I think it's it was a very original movie for its time. It's a movie that is 17 years old now, and maybe now you could get into it directly because of the editing, the fast pace, the fast pacing uh, scenes. Um, now it's common uh, that you have films like this, but I think th- this film was one of the first ones to have this uh, type of editing, this type of uh, storytelling. There, there were not much movies like that. No, and it's a, it's a lovely film as well. It's a really heartwarming film. And it's never It's never cheesy or anything like that. But it's no, just no, a no. lovely, fantastic movie. Well, I, I did. I don't know if it's true, but it's uh, like uh, there's a British movie uh, uh, some years after. It's a little bit in that same style, a, a, a famous movie, uh, Love Actually. Love Actually, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 similar. Love Actually is a it's a Richard Curtis film. Yeah. So it's a lot more, I'd say it's more comedic in its tone. Um, of course, as yeah. it's a British film, they have that sort of um, sense of humour. But it, yeah, it it, grow, it grows from the same roots. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I think the, with the, with the editing and the cuts uh, and the montage uh, and yeah, the the the, the picture uh, it, itself, it looks quite yeah. The, the editing and everything that looks a little bit like that. Yeah, and it leaves you with a similar feeling as well once you've watched it. Yeah. So um, I think it's clear from your site and your videos that you are a big Marvel fan. I or at least I hope I've read it that way. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Marvel fan, yeah, but a uh, former superhero fan. And, superhero fan, yeah. Yeah, I, I like DC Comics uh, also, uh, but at the moment, Marvel, the Marvel movies are doing great. They are. They are I'm so I'm going to probably annoy DC fans here, but the the MCU is streets ahead in terms of output quality um, and a lot of other things. So, out of the just for you, out of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, what movie would be would rank the highest for you out of the eight, seventeen, eighteen films? Uh, it's the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, why is that? I was expecting you to say something like I don't know, Winter Soldier, or, or <laughs> I know. something I, like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I like the Winter Soldier. It's a brilliant movie, but Guardians of the Galaxy uh, caught me off guard. Mm. 
I did not I did not know any of the 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 characters. Um, I only knew Chris Pratt from his role in Parks and Recreation, yes. a little chubby guy. But he looked a bit different then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I uh, I think I went to the movie theaters with what the hell is this and what <laughs> is go Marvel going to do with these kinds of uh, with these kinds of uh, people. Well, I went in, and from minute one, I got sucked into it. And I think with, uh, of course, uh, it is uh, a lot of 80s uh, referential movie. Yeah. And uh, the, the use of the soundtrack is was awesome. It, it, it made me, yeah, it was like a warm blanket <laughs> <laughs> over me. It was when uh, one of the first scenes is... Um, Chris Pratt or the uh, the uh, Peter Quill putting on his headphones and watch uh, listening to 10 CCs. Uh, I'm I'm not in love. I don't know. Somehow it worked. And uh, it it was also a very dramatic scene. His mother's dying, and uh, some things happen. You go to the next scene and you see the introduction of Guardians of the Galaxy. You see uh, Chris Pratt growing up and dancing to the sounds of. Uh, come and get your law from Redbone. I don't know. Somehow it clicked with me. It it was, yeah. I I cannot describe how perfect this movie uh, was for me. It surprised it surprised me. Just uh, it caught me off guard. It's coming across. You can tell how how much you love that film, especially the sound. One thing I did like about that film was indeed the use of music and the soundtrack, which I think a lot of people did. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, that movie. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think even Marvel expected it to do so well. No, and I think they are uh, doing things like, uh, well, giving other uh, franchise, uh, other superheroes a similar kind of feel, like what they did with Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I think, yeah, they are also uh, like, uh, yeah, we, we have to uh, we have to get more out of this because this works. Yeah, and if it's if it's not broke, then don't you know? No, no need to play around with it. So, but what, yeah. when they have been switching up, like with uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was a different. Everybody says it was a different type of film because of the director. <laughs> But uh, it worked. I I really enjoyed that film particularly uh, of last year in terms of the superhero flicks. Yeah. What did, what did you think about the second Guardians? The second Guardians, uh, I liked it. It it was not uh, as perfect as the first one, but it was very good. And I actually liked uh, the developing of the characters. Uh, you saw uh, the, the you, you knew uh, more about Yondu. You uh, knew a lot more about Chris Pratt about his. Uh, uh, his ancestry and yeah I, i'd like when they f- are fleshing out characters like that on an emotional level that really surprised me too it wasn't as comedic as the first one it had a lot of comedy elements but it has some nice and serious issues to talk about and to to uh to see uh how the characters developed and how they grew up yeah i, I like that yeah and behind all of the the flashy colours, the soundtracks, the the cool outfits. You do yeah. need to have that story to invest in. So, uh, like I say, that is very important that they go along with that. And just on that point, it's about one month away now. What are your thoughts or hopes for the upcoming, probably very epic, uh, Infinity War? Well, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, they launched the second trailer. Yes. And it really got me hyped up. <laughs> 
it i was sitting in the trailer i was my mouth was falling open i was like i want to see this i want to get <laughs> tickets let me go let me go i want to go but yeah i have to wait uh, five weeks yeah but five weeks i think it comes out um on the same day international uh, around the world now i think yeah i i thought it was very peculiar that uh, films like captain america and avengers aired a week sooner than the uh, than the united states yeah i'm not sure why that would be and i'm sure somebody better educated could tell me why that is but um <laughs> it makes it does make more sense certainly for films of that scale um to have them on the same day and why they don't do that with the star wars movies also baffles me but yeah so yeah, terms, yeah i totally agree so in terms of what you want to see happen in that infinity war or you know the, your hype where's it leading you to what how do you think you're going to feel coming out of it and what do you want to see on screen um yeah uh, i i don't know uh, what i will see i don't know what what they will do uh, there are a lot of theories and i have my theories too go on but, share, share, share one of your theories well i think uh, there is going to be a, a, a timeline reset okay uh, because of dr strange having the eye of amagato agamotto i don't know if it's amagato or agamotto agamotto yeah <laughs> Um, so that's the time stone, and I, somehow I think they will do something with a timeline reset. And I think this year, or maybe in the beginning of next year, they will bring another Marvel movie, and that is Captain Marvel. Yes. And that movie will take place in the 90s. So maybe somehow they will have a new storylines, or they will try to reset the timeline to get new films or new stars or to yeah something like some it would be plausible to do a new lot of shizzle over there then. <laughs> yeah if on april 25th 26th when you come out of the film if yeah. that's what happens mm-hmm. you'll be happy with that yeah but any other outcome what i can whatever if i enjoyed the movie then it's already succeeded for me. I, I think it's a, a, a bold move to put all those superheroes together. Mm-hmm. But I have faith in the Marvel Studios because they surprised me every time again and again with the Avengers and then with the, the Captain Americas, with all those superheroes together cramped in one movie. It's so far, so good. But I hope uh, they will uh, be on par uh, with the, the rest of the movies. And if it's on par, then I'm I'm more than a happy man. Absolutely. And I've spoken with this about that topic with a few people on, on these shows as well. And there's always two things that come out of it. One is um, there is a bit of concern about just about the amount of heroes that are in the film and villains as well that are going to need yeah. screen time. And the second one is everybody seems to believe the fact that if there's one studio that can do it at the minute, it will be Marvel. Yeah, so that's, that's true. So what do you do? Do you have any concerns about the amount of characters, or do you think they'll just be able to? That they that, do you do trust that they'll be able to fit them all in? I trust them, and but I can understand that it it's very difficult to grasp the fact that you have all those people together in one movie, all those stars together in one movie. I maybe it will be an overkill. I don't know. I hope not, but it is possible. It is possible, but. Um, Let's see how they, how well they can, uh, how well they can write it and uh, and show it to us because it is a difficult uh, thing to do. But so far, so good. they they did not uh, 
disappoint me with their movies. Exactly. And if the rumours are true and they're going to they're gonna kill off half of them, well, they're just going to make more room for more. So that's one <laughs> yeah. way of answering that yeah. question. Yes. Um, so talking about your reviews, we've mentioned your reviews and obviously what you have on your site and your YouTube channel. Are there any particular YouTubers that you follow for inspiration? or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, those are um, people like the Nostalgia Critic mm-hmm. from uh, Channel Awesome, uh, Chris Stockman. Of course, uh, yeah. The Angry Video Game Nerd with Cinemassacre.com. Uh, the Black Nerd. And I I used to watch The Spoonie Experiment, but he's not doing so much of uh, reviews anymore. But those are the, the, the biggest studios or the biggest channels I'm watching. I certainly enjoy Chris Duckman and also the Nostalgia Critic. So I, I agree with you there. I, I tend to flick in between his videos, but the ones I do watch and enjoy... Uh, he certainly knows his stuff. Yeah, he uh, he really uh, st- struck a, 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 a feeling with me. With he he started like in 2007, and he started to review all my childhood memories. So yeah, that was awesome. He was like telling me, or he would took me to a trip down memory lane and tell us, "Yes, you're right about that." And he has a kind of a feeling uh, and, and a, a sense about the movies and, and the series that I had too. And I, yeah, I think I'm the same age as those kind of reviewers. So it's, it's very relatable. Uh, I like, yeah, and I like Chris Stockman about his uh, calm way of reviewing. Very, uh, his helicopter view is brilliant. I like his mm-hmm. style, his, his, his calm style of viewing and He's going in depth uh, with his reviews, and he really, he really translates it nice, so I can understand everything he says about his feelings or the movie or the the actors, the actresses, the the cinematography. He really explains it well, and I think he, do, he is also a little bit of a filmmaker and uh, has had lessons in cinematography and the film school. I'm, uh, I mean, lessons in film school. So mm-hmm. you see that back in reviewers like him. So, yeah, yeah, I find his reviews, uh, Chris Stuckman especially, for me anyway, I feel like I can almost trust his reviews because there's no, he, d- he doesn't stand up and shout and rant. He he sits there in his chair and sort of very, like you say, very calmly and precisely puts across his point, whether he liked it or he didn't like it. Um, and he manages to get a lot of information into a video, which may only be about six or seven minutes long, but he manages to get his entire thought process in there but in a way that isn't patronizing but also isn't too over the top so i i agree he's one of the people i i I will always watch one of his videos after doing my own review just to see if we do agree yep you're right about that (laughs) that's that's uh that's correct i i like to watch his reviews i'm not always on par with his score and and my score of course but he, uh, the way he explains it, then I really can't understand his score, and that's I think also uh, one of his greatest assets. Uh, one uh, that he really can explain his scores, and that's something that not every critic is doing right. You can uh, uh, bash a movie, but please bash the movie and tell me why are you bashing movie. Give me the reasons why. Exactly, and then we can have a, dis- a debate and a discussion about why yes. you didn't like the movie without yeah. it descending into madness, yes. Right, yeah. Uh, so, of, you, you did not see Chris Stockman, uh, his calm and everything, but 
you have to see his Dragon Ball Evolution uh, review. I don't know if you have uh, seen uh, that one. I have. Yeah, I know the I know the film oh, okay, well, okay. and I know how much <laughs> the film absolutely tanked. It wasn't good. No, no. But e- even a guy like Stuckman then is like going, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" And, and and that's what I like also. It's, he has also his you no know, his limits. He's on it. He's genuine. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So, um, so that's that's some of the critics or bloggers that have inspired you. And you've mentioned 80s movies and obviously your fondness for comic book movies and Marvel. Yeah. What movie would you say has made the biggest impression on you for whatever reason? Well, that well that is uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Uh, and that is because it is the first movie I saw uh, in the movie theaters. That's fantastic. That's a good. That's a good reason. That's a good uh, introduction to uh, to the to the movies uh, to the cinema. And uh, yeah, I, I knew Indiana Jones. I saw the first two parts. But uh, when you see something like that on the big screen, yeah, that that makes an impact. And it was also uh, in that Indiana Jones. You also saw. It was a little bit of a prequel because you see a young Indiana Jones growing mm-hmm. up, and that was like perfect. You see the first time you see a movie in the uh, uh, in the theaters, and you see a young Indiana Jones growing up. Yeah, that, that couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, and I guess that's a brilliant example of why a movie would leave an impression on you because it's the first one you see on that big screen with yeah. the huge sound systems going off around you, and you know everything's a hell of a lot bigger on the on the screen. In terms of that film. In, and would that be your favorite of the Indiana Jones th- films, or was it one of the others? It's difficult. I have, um, I liked The Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I don't know which one I prefer uh, better. Uh, I like Temple of Doom also, but it's a little a bit, a, li- a little less under the the previous uh, mentioned ones. Yep. Um, but somehow I like the introduction. Uh, I like Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's the introduction for the people to Indiana Jones and this type of film. And in The Last Crusade, it's like everything is settled and, and you his uh, own universe is uh, uh, broadening. You see, you're meeting his dad. You see him in his younger years and things like that is, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's difficult to, yeah. <laughs> they're all good I, in their own ways yeah i give them both a, like uh a five out of five stars or whatever you want to what were what kind of rating you want to give them i noticed you didn't mention the uh indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull in that list either yeah it's not a bad movie it's not awful but it did not give me the indiana jones feel it was um it was a little bit an autopilot. It was nice to see uh, Harrison Ford acting again as yeah. Indiana Jones, but somehow the movie did not get me. No, it's, it's, which is a shame. It is, and, and so we mentioned before how they how Hollywood is sort of trying to breathe life into old franchises. Indiana Jones Five comes out, I think it's in twenty twenty, I think, or twenty nine twenty two, with starring Harrison Ford, who's going to be knocking on about ninety by then. Yeah. <laughs> So that's again going to be interesting to see just what they do with his character and how are they going to bring it back to the sort of fun adventures that the old Indiana Jones really were. I hope they will do that. I don't know. I I hope I really do not know how they will pull that off. 
No, well, look, he's looking at you guys. So, and you, Harrison Ford. But uh, I could, I, I, I generally hope they do make good films out of it because those original three Indiana Jones films, for sure, are are such fun. They're great movies, um, for the most part. And I'd like to see Harrison Ford go out with a bang in, with that character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Go out with a bang, and uh, if it's the last movie, then then make it great. Make us relive those old Indiana Jones again. I mean, they did it. I don't uh, well, not they, but uh, they uh, Abrams did it with The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and he really made me gave me the feeling. Yeah, this is an homage to the old Star Wars. This is an homage how the story should continue, and. And now I am invested in your series. Yes. And that's what Indiana Jones did not bring, uh, the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, fingers crossed they do it with Indiana Jones 5. But regarding just just quickly, regarding that Star Wars topic, you do have a blog post about how everybody got The Last Jedi wrong. Yeah. Do you mind uh, just quickly throw any thoughts out about that? Yeah, well, you see, uh, people are very divided, and the people who are divided are uh, the, the the critics and people who are calling themselves fans. Um, the critics are giving uh, uh, ratings like nines and tens, and some uh, and a lot of people are giving this uh, uh, episode a one or or an F or uh, zero stars. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that that uh, uh, extreme. It's a good. Film. It's an entertainment, uh, entertaining flick, but it's not a perfect movie. It's not like uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back or as good as uh, The Godfather. Or, of course, but yeah. it's not a movie that it's like rubbish and you threw away like millions of dollars. Th- that's not it. I can understand a little bit about people why they are talking. Yeah, why didn't you do this? And why are uh, why are you not continuing with the story? Because those are my problems too. But in the end, it is not a bad movie. And I can really understand that people had problems with the pacing issues, with uh, uh, the choices the directors make. But overall, it is not uh, a shitty movie. And on the other side, it is not a perfect movie. Uh, there was a lot of yeah pacing issues. And uh, some of the characters could have been fleshed out more or could have uh, get more screen time. Mm-hmm. But... I think I'm really in the middle, and I gave it a, a, a solid seven out of ten stars. And that's that's still a positive rating, I guess you could say. It's, it's so positive. It's not it's bad. Seventy percent out of a hundred is not bad. No, it's not great, but also it's not bad. And I enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable flip. Yeah, and um, I guess just touching on your point, that is with such a wide access to. Um, to giving opinions or on on movies or just anything in general now because of the world we live in, yeah. that it, that can sometimes lead to negatives. Where, like we saw with the recent Black Panther, that was getting a lot of one star ratings, and uh, we uh, a lot of that wasn't just because it people didn't like the film. There was a lot of uh, reasons behind that which are unsavory, shall we say? But it does give obviously a chance for people to air those views, which isn't a, if you don't like a film, that's great. Just come out and say it. But um, yeah, if you don't like a film because there's a female lead or a black lead, wow, yeah. man, you've got to you've got to you've got to check yourself a bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's really. If I see reviews or posts like that, I, I even don't 
give attention to people or posts like that. It's like you know, you're not knowing what you're talking about. So just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not uh, giving there any of my time. No, and I stand by with that, and I will do till the end of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, there's some good movies. Turning that upside down now, what's yeah. the worst movie you've reviewed or even just seen? Uh, seen, uh, yeah, there are movies like uh, Troll Two, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, but uh, it's a very bad movie. But what I do like it's everything what comes after it, the cult following, what is uh, uh, after it. Uh, there's a special on, I think, on Netflix about all those actors and people behind the scenes coming together every year, or they had a like uh, anniversary. And it was genuinely funny to watch that. And it was heartwarming to, to look at those people. And somehow those kind of worst movies are quite enjoyable too. But um, if I have to, if I'm busy uh, with the Marvel reviews, uh, the movies I have reviewed, the worst one, uh, it's Thor The Dark World. And I, it was a little bit a tedious movie because I fell asleep several times. <laughs> uh, even when I rewatched it for the review, I fell asleep again and again. So that one was difficult. It's not a bad movie, but it was very difficult to make a review because it, it, it did not <laughs> get my attention. No, and it's a movie which stars Natalie Portman and and someone like Stellan Skarsgård, and somehow it manages to be uncomp- not compelling and unengaging. Not enough for me, yeah. And that's 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 too bad. That's uh, that's uh, I think it's for me. It's the the one of the lesser movies from this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest is good or very good, but this one is a little bit. Yeah, they could have done something else or just skip this movie. Yeah, I think that's. I think the, the dark world is generally held up as, you know, the, the one of the lesser movies, especially coming after the first Thor, which was regarded as a very good movie. Um, yeah, I like I like the first one. Yeah, and I like the third one. It's just it's just that second one. Yeah, yeah. But um, also a lot of people had to, a lot of people. I'd be interested as well. A lot of people had issues with Doctor Strange. What did you think about that? Because I quite enjoyed that, but I've spoken to a few people who. Also, seem to think it's one of the lesser films. Okay, well, I I liked it. Um, it was uh, it gave me it was a a little bit for me an automatic pilot movie, Marvel movie. So okay. everything was in there. You know what a little bit what is going to happen, and it was a little bit Tony Stark with magic. Yeah, and uh, I liked. Uh, but I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Tony Stark, and I think they wanted to do the same as what Robert Downey Jr. is doing with Iron Man. Maybe they'll try to do a Benedict Cumberbatch doing that with a uh, Doctor Strange. Um, he is selling the part. He is doing great, but uh, it it has nice things. I laughed also hard in the in the, in the movie uh, theater. I, it has nice it has. Scenes, nice action scenes, nice cinematography, beautiful cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, I liked it for the most part, and I don't know Doctor Strange. I really do not know his superpowers. I do not know where he stands in his universe. So maybe that's why I like the movie because I do not know Doctor Strange. 
That's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not somebody who knows an awful lot about the characters from the comic side of it. Mm. I'm more one of those casual cinema going fans who knows yeah. about it. Um, I just thought it, I. I enjoyed that one. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like some of the action. I think for me, I like the mysticism and um, different feel of it. Cause it, uh, it did have obviously the stock Marvel feel, but I think because it had those Asian influence, Eastern influences, it kind of had a different feel to it, and. Um, and the visuals were mind-bending if you watched them in 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was beautiful. It was uh, Inception. Uh, <laughs> yes. Inception meets, don't know, it was like an Alice in Wonderland meets Inception. So it was it was really good. Awesome cinematography. That was really mind-boggling. Yeah. It was um, almost like using some kind of substance without using substance. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like being in Amsterdam and sampling <laughs> yes. the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I, just before I crack on any more, I would be, I would be remiss to not mention the DC films before I get sent um, a sheep's head or something through the post. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the DC EU, and you know, what, where do you think they should go from here? Because obviously they've had, it's fair to say they've had some more lows than highs. I think. Well, I think uh, they had, they did a very amazing thing with Christopher Nolan and his Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. And from there on, it went downhill uh, because I think they wanted to put everything in that style of Nolan or they want to uh, copy his style or, yeah, be in that tone. But somehow he can do it right. And the other movies that came after it, uh, those tried so hard, but they really could not get a hint of the class of the Dark Knight trilogy. And yeah, that that's that that's yeah too bad because I really like those superhero movies and I would really like to see a succeeding DC superhero. Like uh, I enjoyed Superman when I was little. I saw Superman one with Christopher Reeve, and they maybe they should go. They have to do something like that, you know. Uh, be Go to your, uh, skip this, go to your core, uh, start over. What did people like from our series? And start over again and let people like DC, yeah, how it's supposed to be loved. <laughs> and not try to, uh, yeah, channel other uh, uh, directors. And yeah, it it doesn't work. Not every time. I did like Man of Steel, though. Mm-hmm. I did not dislike Wonder Woman. Um, uh, Batman vs Superman was ugh, was such a drag. Yeah, that uh, yeah, was it. And I was like two great superheroes, and you're making me think: when is this movie over? <laughs> yeah. And this, and yeah, that's not a nice, good thing when you have Batman and Superman in your in your film. And you're bored, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the best part about the film was Wonder Woman. So. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say she stole she stole their show. Yeah, I did not see the Justice League yet. I still have to see that one. I wouldn't rush out to see it too <laughs> too too, too hastily. But, but again, and that's, and that's something that's so 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 uh, yeah so too bad because I really wanted to go. What is there a Justice League movie? Really, dude, I have to buy those tickets. <laughs> Where can we get tickets? But somehow they managed to keep me in the mood. Justice League. All right, yeah, I will. I will see and wait when when it ever is on demand, and that's yeah. and that's too bad. It is. I mean, you might 
I mean, for fairness, you may watch it and think it's fantastic. I I didn't particularly enjoy it at all. There was okay. there were some parts which were which were quite good. Of course, there's, there's always going to be positive parts, but for, like for the most part, you have Batman as you've as you've just said, yeah, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Flash, Cyborg, and all these. So, yeah, so as I've mentioned, spoilers, but. Superman, Henry Cavill without a moustache turns up, and it's somehow they managed to make it in, into just a, not a very good film with all that's of those so kind bad. of stock so, characters. Yeah, it's it, a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully they can find their direction soon because they've certainly got the characters to do it. So fingers yeah. crossed for them. Yeah, let's hope so. I really would like to see a succeeding DC uh, uh, franchise or movies because. If they just have a hint of the Marvel success, I, I, I really would, I really want this, those DC fanboys. Like, finally, we have some good movies. Yeah, and um, and just for comic book fans or action fans or yeah. just movie fans in general, it's always nice to have good movies where you can go along, get invested, and have some fun. Because I think that's what they need to bring back is a little bit of fun. That's not correct. too much, but enough. No, no, it doesn't have to be a comedy like yeah, exactly. Ragnarok. And I think if they do that, that it it will not go well. But uh, just stick to your stick to your DC uh, uh, core. You know, just be be DC. Somehow they did it good in in their first movies, in the first Superman, in the first uh, Batman in the '80s. They were like the, the the pioneers in the superhero movies. Because I think Superman was the first one and Batman, after all those years, was finally a superhero movie for grown-ups. Uh, the yep. one with Michael Keaton. And the, the I think they have to yeah go back to their roots. Yeah, um, I, I can't argue with that. I agree with that. And um, Well, would, once Aquaman comes out at the end of this year, we'll, it will be interesting to see which direction they decide to go in. Yes, yes, I would really like. I'm, I really, yeah, I really want want to see like Aquaman, but I'm like, if you're just like the, all the other movies, it's like okay, yeah, I will watch, I will, I will wait for you. I'm not hyped for it, and that's too bad. Yeah, and that's something they really need to work on to get to get people back into the cinemas. Yeah. So, um, if you could save one, if you could only keep one movie, uh, for all time. Uh, you were told that every movie is being deleted apart from one, which you get to choose. What movie would you save uh, and why? Uh, well, I, this was a very difficult question, but then the movie that I would save would be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Fantastic movie. Yeah, it is a fantastic movie. And there you learn why you should not erase memories and hence why you should not erase movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very clever yeah. answer. <laughs> So so yeah, but um, I think it's 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 a brilliant movie. It's very nice, uh, the cinema, uh, nicely done. Uh, oh, what's the the director? Michel Gondry. Yep. Uh, his style of filming uh, and his storytelling is is brilliant. It's I, I I loved every minute of it. I'm not into dramas and films like this, but it really caught me and it really did something for me and it really made me think about a lot of things uh, about uh, uh, your loved ones about forgetting people about yeah you just 
look the movie. If you have not seen Eternal Sunshine and you're a little bit of a, a special snowflake, like my girlfriend says, <laughs> watch watch that movie. It's it's so nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, you you uh, echo that. You will not be disappointed. And if anybody had any doubts whether Jim Carrey could really act or not, watch that movie and you'll find out. Yeah, one of my favorite actors, Jim Carrey, and and he's doing a dramatic role, and he 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 kills it. But also his counterpart, um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, thank you very much. That's yeah, okay. very very good. But the the interaction between those two are awesome. They they really make the the movie very very nice. I really believe their their relationship together. There's the recommendation from this show, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you haven't seen it, why not? Go see it. Uh, you will not uh, regret seeing that film. You've just mentioned also um, the Super Snowflake, which which is actually your girlfriend. But yeah. <laughs> you've also you've also got a video about movies which you had to watch to please her. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, what? <laughs> just just quickly, what were some of the films that you had to endure? Uh, endure like good or bad or just every every movie well some movies are like great like the one i saw a few days ago uh, la fabuleux de stein the amelie poulain mm-hmm. now that's one of one of her favorite movies and i'm really glad she shared that with me because it is a beautiful movie so uh i like to endure if she uh, i like to endure movies like that those are movies that are are doing things to me and i can really enjoy uh but uh, some of the movies are yeah not for me. Uh, the movie Mar Adentro is with um, Javier Bardem. Okay. Spanish movie. And it's about him dying and how he deals with his death. It's acted great. And he is a great actor. But it's a movie that I, I, cannot, I cannot finish. It does, just brings me down. And... I, and maybe somehow it triggers me that I don't want to watch it. But I really can understand that people like this movie because you can see how people with uh, uh, that are dying, how they will yeah, see the positive things in life and how they deal with that. It's, it's brilliant how they act, but it's not a movie for me. I, haven't, I can't say I've seen that film. And based on your recommendation... I'm partly intrigued to um, give it a watch just to see if, obviously, if I can take stock into what you say and if, see what I take from it as well. Uh, what yeah. was it called again, sorry? Mar Adentro. Right, thank you very much. Javier Bardem, who I really rate as an actor, by the way. I love him. Well, great actor, yeah. Loved his uh, part in, uh, was it Skyfall? Yeah. Yes, it was Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. Yeah, Skyfall is a fantastic Bond film in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that also one of the franchises I l- grew up uh, with, uh, the Bond franchise. Love it. Yeah, um, another, another one to throw out you off the top of your head. Who is the best James Bond? <laughs> that's that, that's uh, impossible. It's too hard. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's it's hard. I somehow have uh, uh, I like Timothy Dalton. Okay. And that and that is because I was also um, a kid when. His movies premiered. I grew up with Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and the last movies were uh, I saw a lot were Roger Moore's movies. So when they started with Timothy Dalton, it was really gritty. It was dark. He was more serious and not like comedic. So 
I, I like that. I like that serious tone. I like that uh, more thriller uh, kind of James Bond style. Now it's a little bit more dated, but somehow I, I, like, I like Timothy Dalton. That's interesting. Because um, when you think of Bond, you, I think for me, I immediately think of either Connery or yeah. Roger Moore. Yeah. Um, because I think they're just the, the two you associate most with. But then I think for his part, Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond in most of his films. And Goldeneye, I think, was a brilliant film. I, I loved, I adored Goldeneye. Yeah. And also that was after a, a long stop. They yes, yeah. came with Goldeneye after so many years and it was brilliant. Yeah. But I really did not like the tone they went after yeah. Goldeneye. So it, it went a little bit downhill uh, for me, because I liked Tomorrow Never Dies, but then The World's Not Enough, it went, it, it, it lessened, it, yeah, it, it went down for me. Was that the and one with the invisible cars? Die Another Day, that was with That's the invisible the one, yeah. cars, yeah. And there I was a little bit like, oh my god, what are you doing with James Bond? <laughs> and uh, I'm, I really am glad with uh, Daniel Craig and how they rebooted the series. And uh, the series, and how they what they did with James Bond. It was like a James Bond begins, and I I dug it. I really loved it. I did not knew I did not know Daniel Craig, and when I saw pictures of him, this is the new Bond. I was like, what the hell, a blonde Bond? <laughs> like like most people, but he really surprised me, and he made a badass James Bond, and I I love this guy for his Bond portrayals. Brilliant, love this. Guy. Casino Royale is the, oh, that's a fantastic Bond film, uh, Craig's it's first film. Great, great movie, and it also made a huge impact me on in the movie theaters because it was like, oh shit, this Bond is different, is gritty, is more action. This is more a uh, more realistic uh, 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 Bond than the previous ones, especially the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, this Daniel Craig will uh, he'll snap your neck and then have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and he won't wash his hands either. So, yeah. but he's got one more film with Danny Boyle now signed on, so that's going to be an interesting end to his career as Bond. Yeah, so, his last one, I guess. It is, yeah. So, yeah. talking about um, people in films, if they were going to make a film about Doctor Video, um, so Doctor Video Strikes Back or Return of the Doctor, who would <laughs> who would play you in that well, movie? I I think Joseph Gordon Levitt. Good choice. Yes, because I like him as an actor. Uh, my girlfriend liked him, like him as an actor. She also has a crush on him. But oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, I really like him. I grew up with uh, little Tommy from Third Rock from the Sun, and I saw him grow up. And I think he's a lot around my age. And I see a lot of versatile movies uh, from him, and he can act in anything. So I think. Yeah, he should be perfect to do me because I I think he can pull it off. There we go. If you're listening, Joseph, we've just booked you a film role. You're yeah. playing the you're playing the doctor. No, just be the doctor, man. Come on. You have to <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. I hope he hears this. If not, I'm gonna tweet him. Um so <laughs> for for anyone out there who wants to become a YouTube reviewer or YouTube blogger or start their own movie reviewing uh, empire what advice or tips could you give them to get them started? Be yourself. Um, just, I'm being uh, very Nike, but just do it. <laughs> uh, just 
go film yourself and just go with it. And uh, what helped me with my reviews is I have friends and my girlfriend who is supporting me a lot and they're helping me a lot. So if you have people that are on the same page as you, do it together. Do it with other people that have the same ideas, the same suggestions or have the same drive as you. Do it with other people. Maybe uh, it, it can you can do things you could not expect because I would not think that I would, could pull this off, but somehow it works. And it does work. I will say that now. Um, thank you for that. So if anyone is listening, some words from uh, Arshad, the doctor there. Be yourself and you never know, you may just surprise yourself. Yeah, be yourself. There we go. And, and and in the words of Nike, just do it. Yeah. Um, well, that's that for this episode of the What I Watch Tonight show. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, Arshad. Where can the world find you on the internet? They can find me on the internet on drvideochannel.com. And if you finish, uh, if you visit that site, you will have all the links to my YouTube, my Instagram, and my Facebook, my Twitter, and my Reddit. So uh, go to drvideochannel.com, uh, read about the blog posts. My my beautiful girlfriend is writing those. She is my Dr. Video ghostwriter. And just enjoy my page and interact uh, with me on Twitter, on Facebook, on, on Instagram. And I'll hopefully see you there. And uh, if you uh, have not taken your prescription yet, Please do. <laughs> check your pulses, make your appointments and check out what that doctor is prescribing. Yes. And also subscribe to the doctor as well because there's a lot of stuff on there. Um, he's, uh, he's currently doing the, the Marvel countdown in anticipation to Infinity War. So certainly if you like the comic book films, you're certainly going to be in luck. But there is more to it than just that. So by all means, drvideochannel.com. Check it out. So once again, thank you, Arshad, for coming on today. No problem, Matt. No worries. Thank you all for listening. You can catch the episodes on our website, whatiwatchtonight.co.uk, and subscribe to the show on iTunes by searching for the What I Watch Tonight show. If you like what you hear, share it with every single person you know, and don't forget to tell your grandmothers too. But until next time, see ya. Okay.